Hello, uh, welcome Hello. to episode 13 of Doing a Leeds with me, Matthew Lewis, and, and me, Jermaine Beckford. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Uh, Jermaine Beckford's in a big rush today because he's got to go do the FA Cup draw <laughs> in about an hour. <laughs> Listen, so, why are you laughing? <laughs> envy, I feel the envy levels am, are mate. rising right I've now. Never, I've never done it. I, I did a Challenge Cup draw once, so I did an FA Cup draw. Do you know what? I've tried to get you in uh, on this one yeah. as well. Yeah, but they said you'd have to pay for your own flights. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe in the next round when I'm back for Christmas. How about that? Yeah, possibly, possibly, uh, possibly. Right, let's get into it. Let's get yep. into the thicker things. Everton v Leeds United. Yes. Talk to me. Happy Wait. or not? Oh, I mean, I'm ecstatic. Um, it's our first win against. Um, I guess we you probably said Everton were looking like top six um, at the way they were playing at the minute. Um, yep. I mean, people thought they were going to win the league at one point. Uh, still might, but uh, you know, after after that kind of disappointing, um, but brilliant performance, but disappointing result against Arsenal, we mm. finally got that big scalp that has been that's been coming all all year, um, yeah. and and we didn't just get it. I mean, we 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 thoroughly deserved it, and I was. I was getting a bit concerned that we were looking at 180 minutes without a goal, despite dominating. Um, but there he is, uh, Rafinha, with a with a with a very tidy finish. Mate, what a goal as well! I was at Goodison Park watching it firsthand, and when he lined it up to pass it out wide to Jack Harrison, and decided, "Now nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to bang it in the bottom corner." I thought to myself, "Wow!" Honestly, <laughs> I, I just felt I was so happy, not just for for us getting the win, the win, but more so for him for it being able to to finally score that goal, uh, the first goal for Leeds United, the first of many. Hopefully, he 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 nailed it. Honestly, had a great game. Very very exciting player. Good for the future as well. Yeah. Um, and him and Helder Costa, they've got a great little thing going on on that side now. So I'm I'm excited to see what the future's holding. It's 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 really um, a promising sign that uh, there's such a challenge for places. Um, you know, we, we sort of looked at that team that got promoted and we thought, well, we've got these players that are coming in, but they've got to fight for their place. And Bielsa, you know, he's sticking with with the Costa and Harris and all the rest. Obviously, Rafinha has forced his way in there, uh, presumably in training and with, with his performances. And, and um, it's going to be tough for Costa to get back into that starting eleven. But I guess that challenge for places is just going to improve everyone, isn't it? Absolutely. Listen, you don't get the best out of players without the, those players being pushed to the limit by better mm. players. So we we all know the the qualities that Helder's got in the ranks. Yeah. We know that he's quick, he's tricky, he's got a great cross, great shot. But that being said, so is Rafinha. Yeah. But I think he's a bit more direct in terms of uh, how he uses his pace, which is exciting. You yeah. know, he he's Brazilian as well. It doesn't hurt, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I... Um, I've got to say as well, with someone like Costa, who is very quick, um, that's a great player to bring on, in it in a second half? Unbelievable. Genuinely, I was watching the game and I, I felt for the fullbacks of, of Everton yeah. just because Rafinha, like Alex Iwobi, couldn't cope. He, mm. he just couldn't cope at all with <laughs> Rafinha. Um, playing in a, an unfamiliar position for himself. Uh, but then when he was, when Rafinha was exhausted... And then you saw Helder on the touchline warming up and he came on. The energy he showed, mate, oof. It was it was so exciting. So exciting. Pervader in a similar vein. Oh, mate, exactly. 
Exactly. We've got pace, we've got trickery. I think the only issue with, with Paveda is his attitude to tracking back, defending. I think once he's nailed that, once he realises it's a team game and right. he's doing it for the greater good, I think he'll be a brilliant player, especially in the next two, three, four years. He'll yeah. be an absolutely brilliant player. He still player. needs to put a bit of size on, doesn't he? Just get a bit stronger. He needs to get a bit stronger, agreed. Yeah. But then when you look at players like David Silva for Man City, who is unbelievable, one of the best in the Premier League, um, you look at Bernardo Silva even at Man City, they're not big players. Right. But in terms of what they do when they have the ball, mm-hmm. they're, they're geniuses with the ball, aren't they? And I think he he could actually, he can, he can find himself in a sort of mould like, uh, let's say, Raheem Sterling. Because he okay. never used to be quite big or bulky, but he's, yeah. he's worked on his legs and his legs are, are solid now. I think Rafinha could, if he does that, oh mate, he's going to be an exciting player. Are you are you at all concerned? I mean, I hate I hate to talk about negatives when we've just beaten Everton at their place. Don't then. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask because I think it's remiss of us not to mention it. The sheer amount of chances we had. I know you hate the XG thing, but it was over three for Leeds United. Are you slightly concerned that we've not scored more in the last two games? I'm I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned because we're creating the chances. If we weren't yeah. creating any opportunities, any chances, Agreed. then the concern would kick in, absolutely. I'll be worried more yeah. so than, than a concern. But we're creating, I think we created something like 25-ish opportunities, <laughs> yeah. which is outrageous. Crazy. And I, I saw, I saw, I was watching um, Sky Sports the other day and the top five teams this season with the most opportunities, the f- top five games, sorry, were us... Us, <laughs> us, us, and us. <laughs> Five separate games this season yeah, with the most crazy. chances created. Mm-hmm. So th- that in itself says we're creating a hell of a lot of opportunities. But also shows me that we do need to be a little bit more critical in front of goal. Yeah. Have that little bit more concentration and, and just be a little bit more ruthless. But that being said, we're creating so many chances and we've got a lot of neutral fans that are on our side now as well. Which, which who the heck saw that coming? Well, I mean, not not growing up as a Leeds fan, did I ever think that people would have us as a, a second team or, or even <laughs> yeah. withdrawing neutrals, truthfully. I mean, I know that that kind of, that Champions League, young Champions League team, turn of the millennium was, was popular to watch. Um, but I don't think anyone would suggest that they had a soft spot for us. But now with Bielsa, they they really do. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it's hard not to, you know, especially when you're you're watching him. He's he's got that. There's an enigma about him. He, he's he's mm. got an aura around him, mm-hmm. and you can't help but look at him and, and think to uh, yourself, "Wow, I wonder what he's thinking. I wonder what's going through his head. Look how focused he is. Look how calm he is. I say calm." He's not always calm. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I see but what you mean. He's, he's incredible, isn't he? He's an incredible mind. And I think because he's he does a lot of his interviews in, well, he doesn't do any in English and he's got an, right. uh, somebody that does it for him, a translator for him. I think that adds to the mystery about it does, him as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah, adds to that whole, the whole allure and, and, and as you say, yeah, the, 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 the mystery of Bielsa. I think it's, it's, uh, it's it's a really great way to describe it as a, as an enigma. Um, obviously, with the we're going to talk about it a bit more uh, in a minute. 
Um, but his FIFA nomination, um, you know, Coach of the Year, that's just going to bring more attention, more interest from around the world um, and boil litres and litres of piss while, while we do it. So that's, <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Mate, as soon as I saw his name on the list, <laughs> I was buzzing. I was like, absolutely, this is this is top class. Absolute top draw. Um, and then you start seeing certain fans from certain um, yeah. different clubs yeah. adding their little two pence in saying, hold on a minute. He's, a, he's not actually done anything yet. How is he getting a nomination? Well, well, my friends, let me tell you, because the guy's a genius. Yeah, right. He's a genius. He's He's changed the whole... He's changed the way football's looked at in the Premier League already 10 games in. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's brought the, the hard work and high intensity to the Premier League. Something that Jurgen Klopp and, and uh, Pep Guardiola brought to the Premier League. But he's done it in such a way with such style. And the players that we have are, are brilliant players. Don't get me wrong for a second. But in terms of their each one of their individual skills and qualities are they as are they as high as what you'd see at Man City or uh one of these clubs maybe not but if you look at what uh if you look at the percentage of work rate Bielsa's got out of all of these players he's got the absolute maximum out of every player not just in this Leeds United squad but in every team that he's worked with he's got the absolute maximum out of them all so with that being said again I think he's um He's well deserving of that that award. Absolutely. Well, I was well I nomination. Also, sorry, I was. <laughs> not get too <laughs> ahead of ourselves. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about that because it, it's. I think that everyone's kind of. Um, well, not everyone, unfortunately, but a lot of people are kind of waking up to this new reality now. I mean, we all thought we could come to the Premier League and do a job. We thought we'd mm. be okay and we'd stay up. Even I didn't think we we're going to be as good as this. You know, and I know it's early stages and we've only played 10 games, but what you just pointed out there, the the sheer amount of chances we've had, and it's not been a one-hit wonder, it's game after game after game against top world-class opposition. I think most of the pundits who thought we'd do okay didn't think we'd do this well. I know that Paul Merson, I watched an interview, watched that that thing with him the other day where he said he's completely changed his tune. He was Mm. wrong about Leeds and, and now he's changed his... He's had the humility to say, now I've seen this team... They're gonna, they're gonna be incredible. Yeah, do you know what? One of my my biggest ones, my favourite ones, Jamie O'Hara. Right. When I was on Talk Sport with him, the very first before the first game of the season, no, it was Liverpool. I think it we was. We talked about it, didn't we? He was screaming about get back in your box. Yeah. Nine, ten games in, and uh, I seen him. I was on Talk Sport with him the other week, um, a couple of days ago. Sorry, and he said to me, "Listen, wow, I jumped the gun, mate. I, I apologise." I apologise. Tell tell all the Leeds fans to get off my back now. I apologise. <laughs> I respect. I respect the hustle. <laughs> well, that's it, and, and you know, and that's and that's Bielsa, and that's why anyone who has an opinion worth respecting in the game is behind this nomination because they can see that. Yeah, listen, it's it's not by luck or by chance that he's he's got this nomination in the first place. Especially when you look at the the different managers that respect him, highly respect him right. as well. Diego Simone, like, come on. Yeah. Unbelievable at, at um, Atletico. He's been killing it for a couple of years now. Pep Guardiola, don't need to say any more on him. Mm-hmm. Pochettino, unbelievable. Don't need to say any more on him. You know, And that's just three of uh, three managers who have got really good uh, reputations in, in the game. 
but he's their number one. Yeah. It's incredible, mate. It's genuinely incredible. Absolutely buzzing. I mean, it's almost, I mean, not, not that I think he'd ever do it really. Um, it's just, just the way that he is. But it's quite frightening to imagine him having the kind of money that Pep has um, or even that Klopp's got. I mean, like, could you imagine what what he could do to the game with, with a massive squad and all that money? Not that he'd ever do it. Do you know it. what? That's the thing. I don't think... If he was given half a billion pounds, 500 million pounds, I don't think he'd he'd go out and buy... Uh, Ronaldo and Messi no. and Neymar and, and these players who are like world superstars I don't think he'll do it I think he'll still be sensible with the, the type of player he approaches because it's not about how much the players are worth or the egos the players have it's right. about the work rate first and foremost the quality on the ball um, secondly and uh, secondly I think it's all about teamwork and then thirdly I think it's about uh, individual talent right. genuinely I don't see I, I, I don't see him spending that kind of money on, on any and everybody well we've got I, I, I've seen a lot on Twitter this week the kind of deluded Man United fans are, are, are piping up again talking about how they're going to sign Calvin Phillips in January and they're going to sign Bielsa and all this stuff and it's just it, <laughs> it, it, they still think it's 1999 and that they're just going to win. They're going to buy the buy all the best players, and and they're going to win. They it. scraped by Southampton. Scraped yeah. by literally first half got absolutely dominated. Didn't know who they were. De Gea went off, rightfully so. He was he was injured, but he's not been the best goalkeeper recently. Um, who else went off? Mason Greenwood went off as well. Cavani came on. Cavani changed the game. There's no doubt in his his talent. He's pretty good, but yeah. it, they were lucky. Long story short, they were lucky. And they Southampton were brilliant. They can't just come around buying any player they want anymore. They're not the they're not the club that they used to be. Nah, they're not. And people not. like Calvin Phillips and Marcelo Bielsa aren't interested. They're at Leeds. If, if they were, they would have been there last season. Yeah. In the summer. All right. Last um, summer. I don't want to talk about scum anymore Um, but I do want to before we move on from the Everton game I do think we just have to mention back to back clean sheets and Melier because obviously the the goal and the performance going forward was amazing but we cannot I mean we we get no points from those two games without Melier and and again with incredible stops in this game the kid is incredible incredible listen two clean sheets against Arsenal and Everton Right, that's that speaks volumes for itself. Yeah, you know, he. Um, uh, I was at the game. I was watching the game, and there were a couple of moments where I was thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, they're yeah. they're in here." You know, mm-hmm. Dominic Calvert Lewin had a great opportunity. Richarlison had a great opportunity. Uh, James Rodriguez, great opportunity. One man stood in their way, Young <laughs> Melier, and he's growing in stature game Agreed. by game as well. You can see the confidence growing. Distribution is back up there with one of the best in the Premier League. Shot-stopping reflexes. Communication as well. Mate, honestly, the kid is brilliant. There was a there was a there was a one shaky moment, wasn't there? But then uh, when he when he threw the ball out, but then but then he had he had it covered. He tried to clip it over James Rodriguez. Yeah. And uh, Rodriguez read it and tried to clip it back over him. It was uh, <laughs> a great save in the end. That's a, that's well. a learning curve. And it, and it was, <laughs> and he sorted it. Yeah, listen, you have to make mistakes to learn from them well, to, to grow and become better. So um, 
I'm glad he's... Uh, he, well, he better be over it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and it's, and, you know, for all the talk of... of um, I know we've mentioned before that Cooper's sort of been under a bit of pressure and Cock as well, actually. Both centre-halves have been under a bit of pressure. Um, but as soon as you get Calvin Phillips in, they both look 10 times better. Um, yeah. And I guess the only question there is, God, what do we do if Phillips has another layoff? Like if he has to... If he gets injured again or or whatever, I mean, can we tell Southgate but, that he's he's not available anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've had you've had enough of him now. Leave him alone. Um, I think that's definitely a position that we need to to strengthen. Obviously, we we see that from a, a an outside perspective. They obviously know that as well. So they'll be looking more than likely at, at strengthening that position in January. But that being said, he's so pivotal. Yeah. vital to what we what we are how we play and what we do um, but himself Click Harrison Alioski Rafinha Bamford you can say that for any of these yeah. boys yeah it's true you know they're, they're all they're all vitally important to, to what we are how we play and how we approach games I think it's just been nailed on in terms of the players we brought in just oh. It's, Mate, good, it's, it? it's not bad, is it? It's good, isn't it? Um, as a striker yourself, the last thing I want to mention on Everton, um, mm. Bamford, obviously he was chasing a record, didn't quite get there. Um, I think Henri scored in, in the opening five away matches for Arsenal. Uh, That's the last time it had been done. Bamford scored in yeah. four of the first yeah. uh, and, and he was going for his fifth and then he got brought off. Did not like being brought off. Um, but you like to see that don't you yeah I, I never used to like getting taken off right. never if I had a good game if I had a bad game I, I didn't want to come off the field I've, I, it's one of those ones where you just you can't help but but there's a, a level of selfishness about it just about being a centre forward especially when there's a record as well I'll be honest I was quite surprised that Bielsa took him off I was quite surprised you know there's a little bit of uh, he should have just let him stay on. He should have. <laughs> he had the legs to keep to carry on. You know, he, we've got a fit, we've got a, we've got to fit our twenty-seven million pound man in somewhere. I mean, Rodrigo. Yeah, bring him the next game. <laughs> bring him the next game. We'll win him one 0 Bring him the next one. <laughs> Chris Bradley has sent in a question to the Doing a Leads Pod uh, on Twitter. How are you, Chris? Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, and it's got two parts. Um, firstly, this is the both of us. Who would yep. be in your ultimate Leeds United five-a-side team? Oh, easy. Well, you can't have yourself yet. Easy. <laughs> All right, well, let's start at the back then. Let's start at the back. Who's in goal? Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin. Is that because we had him Boom. on last How week? How easy was that? Absolutely. Nothing to do with well. how incredible he is as a goalkeeper or his distribution or the fact that he, he became England number one or not, none of, none of that just because we had him on last week. And I mean, I've got to ask: <laughs> is, it, is this in like when they're in their prime or is this now? Because I don't think you'd be too good at five side nowadays. Bless him. Oh, I've I've done it for now. <laughs> I did it for now. <laughs> no, no we'll I've it. done it for we'll in their prime. Peak. Obviously, yeah, it's got to be yeah, prime. No, that's I'll take big Nigel goal for sure. At the back, I've got Lucas. I've got the chief, yeah, Mr. Radaby. Mm-hmm. In the middle. Are we, play, are we playing just one I've, at the back, are we? What do you expect? I'm a forward. 
The best form of defense is attack. Oh, right, okay, I see. All I'm right. on the front foot, pal. Come on, okay. you should know me yeah, by yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought we might play like a two-one-one formation, but we're gonna we'll go. All right, nah. Because I was thinking, because <laughs> nah. I was thinking, I mean, Lucas took me wrong. Obviously, a great, great centre half. But then I was trying to think that we need needed someone a little bit more, a bit more aggressive, a bit more like a like a like a Norman Hunter style or something like that. But having Do said you know what? that, I thought of that. If we're going to go, I, I, I we'll see what you think about midfield and then it might be all right. Go on. So I thought about popping uh, Norman Hunter in there. However, during the current climate, the way we play the game now, yeah. he would get sent off every game. It's five, it's five aside though, isn't it? They'll like, get away with it. It'll still get, it'll still get, not the way normal tackle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I've looked at the future. I've looked at where we are right here, right now, the rules and regulations of the game in today's Okay market okay. and that's why I've made my my choice it's got to be based around keeping all players on the field what, so we're not having Billy in the middle then either no <laughs> As, again I wanted to if we're having no referees I've got him in my second team just in case <laughs> I just think I just think at five aside knowing the five aside that I play you need a, you need you need an enforcer. You need someone who's just nails in there who scares the other team. I I, I understand and I agree to a point but I want to finish the game with all players <laughs> on the field. <laughs> I'll be down to three men if that, if I had those boys in there. <laughs> well, go on then. Who have you got in the middle? Who have you got? Um, I've got Calvin Phillips. I've got okay. Calvin in there. All right. I think that's a very sensible sensible mark. He'll still get your he'll still get your heels, but he's got the distribution in there. He's sensible. He understands the game, the rules and regulations, how to manipulate them into his to his to his benefit. Um, and he's, he's he could get forward as well. He can lead the game. He knows how to leave a foot in when he wants to. A hundred percent. He's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> he's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got this this baby face on him that makes you think, oh no, nah, he's 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 harmless. He's harmless. And then like those tree trunk legs just come out of nowhere and just yeah snap you in half, mate. So again, so again in a similar vein. See, I would say you're going for it. You're, see, you're having a much more rounded team I just want mean I, just, I was thinking like a David Batty or someone I wanted someone horrible I thought about popping him in I thought about it but I don't know if the five aside leagues that you and I played in were quite different I think they might have been <laughs> mine, were, mine were horrible but there were some ballers in there honestly some absolute geniuses with the football um, so I've got Nigel Martin so far Lucas Redderby Calvin Phillips and then I've gone for Eddie Gray oh okay Eddie Gray yeah, unbelievable Silky feet. skills. Obviously, yeah. change of direction, mm-hmm. score a gro- unbelievable goal, and quick. Yeah, be a bit dangerous on the on out wide coming in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, and then and then up top, I've got the big Duke, Mark Viduka. Yeah, just that, pinning everybody, Viduka beating just everybody was, up, and is just giving the ball off to Eddie. Do the work. He's just that you know someone who's that big and that with that balance. You just ain't going to get him off the ball, are you? In terms of like a five aside, when it's all about hold up play, there's yep. no you can't look past anyone up front, can you? Then Matt Vaduka. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then on the bench is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, the, so let's just just go through our fa- that that five team there one more time, and then I'm going to get on to to the next question. Cool. So I've got Nigel Martin in goal. I've got Lucas Redby at the back by himself. Calvin Phillips just sitting in front of Lucas Radaby, just making sure there's no damn, no uh, no pressure on Lucas there to to keep everything calm and cool. 
Then we've got Eddie Gray running absolute riot and Mark Viduka beating up defenders for fun. And then me on the bench, just waiting, and watching. Then, and then you're on the bench. <laughs> Where I play, I play, I play uh, in Florida. Left back on the bench. Um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, not position. <laughs> don't talk, don't be, don't, come on. Sorry, sorry. I can't help myself. I've missed you. I've not seen you for a week. <laughs> but where I play, Alan Smith. I know we don't, I don't, we don't mention him that often for reasons, um, but he actually coaches there. So I might see if I can oh, get no into way. See if I can get him as a ringer on my team, and I'll let you know how we, how, if he's any good. And then, uh, okay, and then maybe we can add him to the doing a Leeds five a side team. I think we'd have to get a, uh, the green light from our, our, our listeners first, mate. Well, yeah, I know. So I went in, I went in, I went in, uh, and I had my lead shirt on first, first time I played there. And one of the guys came over, I think he was a referee, and he was like, Oh, you support Leeds? And I was like, Yeah, because you know Alan Smith. I was like, Well, I'm, I'm aware of him. Um, so he, he, he coaches here. I was like, Oh, right, okay, cool. Um, apparently he's in every day. I've never seen him, but apparently he's in every day and he's just, all he talks about is Leeds. No way. All the time. Like, obviously, you know, there's a there's a, a discussion to be had about Alan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, about Smithy, but um, but apparently, according to this bloke, he says that in that in that place when he's coaching, all he talks about is Leeds. He just loves Leeds. It's, I, I don't it's know him. It's far from me to be... Uh, to, to, to begin the redemption arc of Alan Smith, but just food for thought for anyone there. He is obsessed with Leeds. I mean, in that case, it shouldn't have gone to scum, but there you go. Um, okay, <laughs> so the next part of this question is... Hold on, where's your team? It's not a one-man question. No, that was that was a joint doing a Leeds team. That was together. Oh, sorry. Right, so together. I gave all the names and you just said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll have that one, I'll have that one. No, well, well that I'll right? tell you what, well, there you go. So, let's, so, so I have Nigel Martin, I, I agreed with that. I wanted. I Lucas, wanted to, you agreed I, with that. I, I don't mind getting everyone sent off, so I'm going to go Norman Hunter, <laughs> uh, David Batty, um, and then who, who did we have? So we had we're striking Matt Viduka. That's that's a given. I'll go with that. So the only yeah. one is you had Eddie Gray, which is which is a good shout. This thing is some kind of silky, silky, dangerous midfielders. Gary McAllister. Gary Mack. It's not a bad shout. Not bad at all, was he? What a player. Not Had him as a there. gaffer as well. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Um, Eddie, Gray's a, Eddie Gray's a good one. If you want Eddie, you can have Eddie as well. Leave it with me. Bright and early in the morning. Leave, leave You've it got with a me. moment to get yourself together. I know, yeah. I'm just drinking so. my coffee, but leave it with me. I'm going to pick... I, I, I'm not against the idea, but if one mm-hmm. pops into my head over the next five minutes, I'll drop it in. Okay. Everyone else, but the rest of the team, you've got Martin, Hunter, Batty, Viduka. I'm just missing one player. Um, but the next question is just for you and it's technical yep. it's the same question but since we're assuming that you're up front <laughs> the other four players are people that you have played with it doesn't have to be Leeds just people you've played with in your career oh wow I would say in goal Kasper Schmeichel oh, okay communication reflexes and his kicking was unbelievable mm. at the back oh wow this is a tricky one I would say Phil Jagielka. Oh, okay. At Everton, I played with him. Um, rapid, very, very strong and very intelligent as well. Um, and he he always found me with a pass, which obviously helps my case if I'm being if I'm up front. So that's, okay. that's that's him. I would pop possibly Mikel Arteta in midfield. It's not going to be an, a whole Everton team. Don't get me wrong for a second, <laughs> but Mikel Arteta's quality on the ball was outrageous uh-huh. his feet were incredible so I think him 
He was very unlucky in his career not to have made more appearances for the Spanish national team. Um, he was just stuck behind Iniesta and Xavi and Busquets. Imagine that. Fuming. <laughs> Any other era, he's making 100, 150 appearances for the national team, but he just couldn't get in front of those boys. Are you are you worried that it might... Well, I mean, I, I can't really talk too much about Jagielka. You're better than me on that. But are you worried he might be a bit soft here in, in this five-a-side team? Are you going to want some... I, tell you, I, I, know, I know I've got a running a running Trust theme me. of muscle here, but uh, I just think <laughs> you need a nasty streak. Is, is he got? Is he, he got a nasty soft. streak? He was, a, he was he was horrible. Achilles, mate, that was his one. Oh yeah, he was. He um, would wait for you to look that way, look to your right, <laughs> and then he'll just put the front the front just studs rake it, right down rake your Achilles. It down. Oh, yeah, raking yeah. it down your Achilles, mate. Horrible. Even in training, and I'm I'm his pal. Imagine that. So I'm I'm walking off the training ground limping. The games on the games tomorrow, and I can't flip him walk. It's horrible. All right, all right. But I think yeah, it would be Jags. It would be um, Schmeichel and goal. It would be Mikel Arteta uh, and Lucci up front with me. Oh yeah, Luciano Vecchio. Right. Well, there's goals in that team, isn't there? There's goals galore. Like I've I've had Jamie Vardy. I've had uh, Dave Nugent, Luis Saha who was phenomenal, by the way. But I can't have a full Everton side and, and just a Leicester goalkeeper without any Leeds players. And Luciano and myself, we had such a great understanding and, mm-hmm. and uh, on and off the field. I think it, it, mate, it just worked. Just do, you still, worked. do you still speak to him much? What's he up to? Yeah, he's got a, a restaurant uh, in Spain. Um, Is he an agent he's as well? That. He's an agent as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've tried to get him on a couple of times and he says, Bex, Bex, I don't understand English. <laughs> I said, mate, you're talking English to me now. <laughs> Flipping off. We can just, we can borrow, we can borrow Marcelo's translator. Translator. Yeah, I said that to him. He just started laughing, mate. He's, um, I, I will get him on. I'll get him on. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. It's a short one. We'll have him on for a short one, half yeah. an hour. And yeah. he's, he's good fun. He's good for a giggle. He seemed like a good, uh, a good personality to have in the dressing room. Yeah, he is. He is. We um, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. He was teaching me Spanish and I was teaching him English when he first came over. So I was going over to his, he was coming to mine. Oh, and God, imagine learning English from you. <laughs> I didn't teach him the, the, the correct definitions of certain words. <laughs> but I'm certain he got me as well. <laughs> we had a giggle, mate, honestly. Oh, He's brilliant. legendary. I love that guy. Right, we'll have him on. Yeah, sold. Sold to me. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good team, that, isn't it? It's not bad, is it? It's that's, not that's bad. A good team. So who's winning then between between the doing a Leeds uh, five-a-side team and then your, your five-a-side team? It's massive. There's goals galore. Both sides. End to end. I would say, do you know what? I'm going to give you the score first and foremost. The Leeds United ultimate five-a-side team, I think they get five goals. And I think the mishmash of players that I've played against, uh, played with, sorry, they get five goals as well. So it's a score draw. Okay. <laughs> very, very diplomatic. Um, yeah. Thank you very no, much. I think that ultimate, I think the ultimate team wins. The ultimate team wins. Um, thank you very much for that question, Chris Bradley. And what, do you know, do you know what I was Legend, just thinking mate, there? Like it's that. not at all, it's not the position that I want, but in a similar David Batty vein, Vinnie Jones would be a great five-a-side footy player. Oh, mate. <sighs> he, he, he would be. But again, 
I'm thinking I need players to stay on the field. You're going to end up with, <laughs> with Nigel Martin by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting peppered left and right and centre. <laughs> it's not good, mate. I'll be honest. Everyone's off. Early showers all around. Love it. Yeah. Um, well, we're not dirty leads anymore, are we? That's the point. Exactly. And that's that's what I've taken on board. I've taken on board the fact that we play football and we're honest now. You know, we we still got a naughty little a naughty foul in us, a technical foul in us. Yeah, but for the most part, we play clean. I think we're um we're clean. Yeah, the um, clean leads. There was there, yeah, no, it's weird that, isn't it? There was, was some weird. nugget on on Twitter who was crying about apparently with he's never seen a team foul as badly as as Leeds Everton fan. Um, oh, the, I've never seen a team that just fouls as much. Nothing nothing serious, but just uh, just little niggly fouls. And I then, think I saw that. Nothing some, against Leeds, but yeah, someone yeah. replied to him and was like, "We've got the lowest fouls per game of the season." <laughs> but it's just like people just have this this idea in their head, and they just they just run with it without even looking they, at the stats. They see one or two, yeah, they see one or two incidents happen back to back, and then they say, "Ah, oh, that's it." See, that's what they are. They're a fouling yeah. team. That's yeah, all they yeah. do. They foul constantly. But when you do a little bit of research and delve a little bit deeper like you do with your XG goals or whatever the heck that nonsense is, <laughs> then they'll, they'll realise the bigger it's, picture is, no, we're not. We're, we're good. We're clean. And it's such bullshit to, to just write this team off as being dirty leads when we have some exceptionally skillful players. I, I mean, Calvin Phillips passing is just a sight to behold. And to dismiss that oh, as just dirty leads, what a joke. Yeah, I know. But it's always going to be that way because of the reputation we have, the history we have. You know, yeah. that's that's something that we can't seem to shake off. We we won't shake that off anytime soon, you know. So I just put it down to a lack of knowledge or a lack of uh, being able to see us play week in, week out to understand that we're not that team anymore. You know, yeah. we are we a ball playing team. We get yeah. the ball down. We, we dominate and dictate possession and the way the game's played and create chance after chance after chance. You know, it's incredible. Speaking of our history, let's uh, go on to the, the the preview of this weekend's game um, against one of our oldest rivals, another scummy club, Chelsea. Um, <laughs> now, my, my my brother-in-law is a Chelsea fan. Ian. No way. I, I don't know if you're listening to this, um, but I hate your club. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're playing we're playing Chelsea this weekend, um, and and I'd really I would I would like to get I would like to to stuff uh, fragile Frank's team, wouldn't you? All right, let's let's do it then. Let's yeah. do it. Let's put them to the sword. Listen, we've had um, the last two games have been brilliant for us. Great warm up for the main event. One of the main events, I think, coming off two clean sheets against two massive football clubs. And going into a game against them, who they've just drawn against against Spurs as well. But the way yeah. the manner in which they drew against Spurs was a little bit. They didn't really take the game to them, you know. They didn't want to lose rather than not trying to win. Yeah, you know. So it, it was it was a bit poor. It was a bit poor. But you know what? What would you expect? I mean, obviously they've got a host of individual talent in that in that team and well they spent a quarter of a billion pounds in the summer haven't they during a a worldwide (laughs) pandemic so you wouldn't expect anything less and and I don't I mean yeah I mean they they obviously are dangerous in that respect 
and I, I, I don't want to say too much um, because obviously it's uh, pride goeth before the fall. But I don't, I don't rip Frank, um, and um, I'm hoping that it's another team that that come at us, um, and that we can well, find. I think sp- they will. Space. I think they will. Just look at the players they've got, the attacking players they've got. There's yeah. no way they're going to try and sit back and right. absorb the the pressure, the countless amount of pressure and chances that we create. There's, there's no chance. This is going to be probably one of the widest open games ever. Attack versus attack versus attack versus attack. Similar to, to how the Everton game was. Yeah. But I think they've got a bit more quality. But Thiago Silva's got old legs. He's brilliant, brilliant defender, don't get me wrong, but he's got old legs. I don't think he's going to want to run all over the pitch, all over the pitch chasing Patrick or chasing Helder or chasing Rafinha or Jack or any of these boys. He's not going to want to do it. He's going to want to sit tight and let uh, Zuma or whoever it is, uh, Rudiger, do the, the, the rubbish work for him. I, I think, I think they're, they're going to try and come out at us and they'll find themselves in a pickle. Mm. They really will. Do you do you think there's going to be lots made in the press? The Bielsa v Lampard nonsense again, and we're going to have to they're going to drag out Spygate for the four millionth time. All that crap. Are we going to? No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Hold on, let gonna, me get my binoculars. He's, one got sec. His, he's got his binoculars on everyone. Um, are we going to be listening to that for the next four days? Is that what was all it's going to be? Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, more than likely. I think I think Frankie Boy is going to want to bring something like that out. Um, but brush it under the carpet at the same time. So he's going to make people aware of it, but he's going to brush yeah, it Yeah, he well. likes to pretend that he's over it and doesn't talk about it and then mentions it every fucking chance he gets. Yeah, every chance. And that's that's. I think that's part and parcel of what he's trying to build there. You know, he's trying to get all the fans back on side. They're, they're, doing, they're doing well. Let's, get, let's, let's be honest. They're, they're doing well, but there's still lots of fans that are calling for his head because they're not completely happy with... Uh, some of the way the, the manner in which they've won some of the games they have so he's yeah. trying to get them on side and say look this guy's a spy he's spying on us I need you lot in my corner defending me to the hills I mean it, it might work for a derby team but I imagine this Chelsea dressing room is going to go what What are you talking about Gaffer I don't, yeah. what, what are you on it, about it doesn't matter they've only just come up from the championship like don't yeah. worry about them yeah, speaking, that's speaking, it. Don't worry about us. Speak, yeah, please don't. Um, speaking <laughs> about fans, um, we're going we're gonna to have some in the stadium. Yes, we There's are. Going to be about two two thousand fans in the stadium. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I think it's a it's tier two, isn't it? So it it's is. two thousand fans, but I think it's only home fans. Y- yes, I it think is. that's the case. And I've got an issue with this because I totally agree with Bielsa with regard to this. That I just think it's it's completely unfair for our listeners that didn't hear what Bielsa said go on yeah well he he was just simply making the argument that um that it's not fair quite frankly to have some clubs allowed fans and some clubs not I mean fans as I'm sure you'll you'll talk about Bex can literally change games they have a massive impact on what happens on the field and I know it's only 2000 but we're basically saying that there's five or six clubs that are going to have this home advantage now with fans Mm. And then the rest of the league don't get that. It just seems a little bit of an unfair advantage for those home teams um, that we're now going to go play at Stamford Bridge with 2,000 angry Chelsea fans. And then a week later, we come back to Ellen Road and it's still empty. It just seems a bit unfair, that. It is unfair. It is unfair. I I hate the fact that there's 
no fans allowed at Ellen Road or um, Manchester City or, yeah. you know, like even even Sheffield. Sheffield are struggling massively. They could Burnley do are struggling yeah. massively without fans. Yeah. So I, I don't see how the the league have said, okay, it's fine. We can have 2,000 fans here or 4,000 fans in a tier one, but no fans in, in a tier three. You know, especially when you're looking at the size of football stadiums, the yeah. fact that they're all outside, they're all open air. Um, they've got the, the rules and regulations in place where, you know, there's temperature checks, there's masks, there's um, hand sanitizers literally everywhere. I've been to, I've been to Goodison, Ellen Road. I've been to, I've been, I've been to so many stadiums this season uh, doing all my commentating and all that sort of stuff that I know for a fact Every single team, every one of the 20 teams in the Premier League will be able to host at least five, ten thousand 10,000 fans with no issues at all. No issues. But for some bizarre reason, unbeknownst to me, um, they don't seem to think that football fans yeah. are sensible enough, which is stupid. I, I, I mean, But I'm also hearing that the, the 2,000 or 4,000 fans, whatever it may be, are... They're going to have to have masks on, obviously, but yeah. they're not allowed to. They're not going to be allowed to cheer their team on I mean, or that, sing. I mean, what, I mean like, come on! I mean, stewards come have on. no control at a game <laughs> anyway. I mean, how are they going to try and get fans to not chant? That's absurd. Um, Listen, we'll be at Stamford Bridge on the weekend. We'll see if there's any noise coming from there. I'm pretty sure <laughs> right. there will be. And I just, I just think it should be a blanket thing. It should be you either all allowed all two thousand or, no or you ain't allowed mm-hmm. any at all. Because it just, it's just absolutely. You know, we all know what a difference fans makes. We've not stopped to talking about it for the past year. We know what a difference it makes. So it seems unfair mm-hmm. to me, and I totally agree with uh, Bielsa there. Um, so yeah, Chelsea. Um, it should be it should be a good one. We've got. I just want to say one thing. We've got this guy in the pub. This really obnoxious guy in the pub who is a Chelsea fan and uh, he's got a, he wears a big obnoxious f- Chelsea fan yeah I know no. you don't, don't don't get many of them do you um, no surely not god <laughs> so there's quite a few Chelsea fans that go and most of them are alright but there's this one bloke who is so obnoxious and he goes around all tables wait, only, when che- only when Chelsea have won like when they've drawn or lost he just sits quietly but when they've won he goes around all tables uh, teams are trying to watch other games and he's trying to like sing in their faces and one of our lot had to turn the fuck off the other week because <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were losing to, um, I can't remember what game it was, was it Wolves game maybe? We were losing to it, we were losing yeah, the game and when yeah. um, he come round, he's like, come on, Leeds fans, let's get up, come on, Leeds fans. <laughs> My mate Sean just went, fuck off, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he, just, he slunk back to the bar. Um, but he's going he's gonna to be in there and he's going to be yeah. unbearable. So, uh, hey, listen, just just for him, they're only one win ahead of us. They've mm. won one game more than us. That's it. That's that's all it is. So let's get it this weekend. Let's get it. Let's get it against them. Let's have a giggle. I think it's going to be a good game. You know, regardless of of what happens. You know, we are away at Stamford Bridge. It's 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 one of those games that uh, you come into the season going, oh, it'd be good, but we're not going to win that. It's just that the problem is now that we look like we actually have a, a really decent chance. But either way, I yeah. think it's going to be a cracking game. Listen, we've played against Liverpool, Leicester, Man City, Arsenal, Everton, and we've done wonders against them. Absolute wonders. Before the season kicked off, after 10 games, knowing that we're playing against those teams in the first 10, 14 points, no chance. Did did anybody think that we were going to come away with that many? Yeah. You know, and, and we're here. 
And once we've overcome Chelsea on the weekend, that will bump us up to 17 points. And then, we, we, then we've got all the easy games. Yeah, right. And then it's like, then we play teams like Man United and we're, we're practically in Europe then. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Mate, it's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Um, well, okay. Thank you everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, thanks for all the we reviews. We love you as always. Yes, we absolutely do. Uh, please keep telling your friends about the podcast. Um, I we're apparently doing quite well. Uh, I actually did speak to someone for the first time about uh, people listening and how we were doing. Surprisingly quite well. Um, I, Surprisingly uh, quite well. Yeah, I had that as well. I, I feel like apologising to all the, 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 the many people listening. Um, I didn't realise it was that many. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but thanks for tuning in anyway. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll speak to you next week after we've uh, made Frank cry again. Oh. Poor Frank. Tally-ho. Doing a Leeds is a lovely stuff production produced by Dave Cribb and Will Wood. Music by Dave Cribb. <laughs>